This week on the Best Friends Fancast, we will talk about the Monday show, Pete Holmes is Back, and the Thursday show, Nick Weiger's Jogging Emergency, Gabrus's Camping Trip, Allison's Step Count. Now on with the show. Fancast and Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. Your other host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, has abandoned us for a cockfight. So hopefully we get to hear back from him next week. We will see. I am currently doing this solo because, as our other host said last week, and refuses to have <laughs> guests on. She just is like, Man, I don't want to have people. It's a show about me. Uh, thank you for that, little Rafi. I appreciate that. Uh, I do have some shout outs for this week, and that is to the TNC. I had a fun last weekend hanging out with you guys, and uh, yeah, still recovering. Shout out to East Coast Jen, and shout out to Dr. Jen, LK, to Trice, Superfan Megan, Bruce by Dawn, Tamara Holler, Z Mary Jane, Angela, that's Dr. Angela to you guys. And to me, <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with me? To Ray Morgan, to Tim Ortez, Lee Bruns, Whitney, and Von Carmen's Olive, and the baby Olive. Shout out to Paul. Shout out also to, this is a double shout out because uh, she, she not only liked it on Facebook, but also on Twitter and retweeted it. At Teal N-O-R, which I love your new uh, handle. That's pretty awesome. And also a double shout out to at Ray Morgan I-I-I because he also showed the love on uh, both platforms. And uh, apparently I can be bought. Oh, that's a Doughboys thing. Okay. I do. I do, however, have a call out. And that is to one, a little Rafi. So here's the deal. Last week. He, he tried. He tried to call me out. First of all, you're calling me when I'm not on the show. You're calling me to be a part of the show. And in the process, wants to call me out and gaslight me because he wants to say that he invited me to, to record and to be a part of It Sunday when he actually did not. We were trying to get a date together that we could both record. We decided it should probably be remote because we uh, are bad influences on each other when we're in person. And so we decided either together on Friday or he said, or I, I, as in Rafi solo will record with Megan on Sunday. There was no, we, would you like to join us? It was I, and I do have the receipts, by the way, I have texts. So if we want, you know, if anybody wants proof, uh, little Rafi come for me, just try it. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I think it's time to do a little BFF hotline check-in. We do not have any hotline calls. But we do have a message, a very important message, and that is, fuck the Phillies, go Braves, 
from P. Daddy. So apparently the Braves are in the World Series and the Phillies can go suck it. And that, my friends, was straight from the mouth of a of an East Coaster. <laughs> uh, shout out to you, P. And, uh, and your wife, of course, again. Uh, anyway, so that's probably the most sports I'll ever talk about on here. Unless anybody else wants to uh, send in a message on the BFF hotline. That's 818. I'm trying to say it like Rafi. 818-BFF-0732. And you can, me- you can text or you can leave a message. Or... If you're like P Daddy, you just text me and send me a little message to shout it out to the world because you know the world's listening. All right. I think it's time to talk about Monday. All right. So the chit chat at the top with Tony, he apparently got kicked in the nuts by the tax man. And uh, that's unfortunate. I feel like he, he just keeps on, he keeps on trying to rise up, to get ahead. And I feel like he just keeps getting kicked down by certain things in his life. And uh, I feel for you, Tony. Then Allison had a little bit more uh, TikTok talk. And she was saying she's now in uh, maybe a comfort zone. And maybe she hit it too hard. And that she has a bad algorithm. Now, I feel like, for me, TikTok is right on with the algorithm. I am, It's so much more enjoyable than, like she said, like than Reels, than on Facebook, like Facebook doesn't know what the fuck I want to see. Reels tries. I don't even know. Uh, it's kind of annoying. It's more actually fun to see my friends send me because it's more enjoyable. But like weeding through that shit, it, it doesn't know me at all. And I don't want to take the time because TikTok is so much more fun. And I know that, and I know that Tony pointed out that the reason why you're getting all these doctors and uh, animals or videos or whatever is because those are the things that you're liking and watching. So it is picking up on the right algorithm for you. Maybe it's not as enjoyable because you need to branch out a little bit, but I feel like TikTok and I have a very good relationship, knows me very well, and it's very enjoyable. But I do have to, if I go on it, all of a sudden like two hours passes and I've been on there. So I don't go on every single day. I have to limit myself because uh, that's uh, a bit much, but it is awesome. And uh, I feel like I've learned a lot on TikTok and I know that sounds probably ignorant and kind of stupid, but maybe I'm going to start TikToking about what I've learned on TikTok. Hmm. Interesting. So they brought the guest on. It was Pete Holmes and I liked, and I had forgotten, it was a nice reminder that he was Alison Rosen's very first ever guest on her show. And how cool is that? I think this is probably his fourth or fifth time, fifth time on uh, he's always a great guest and I always, I, I need to go back and re-listen because I always enjoy when he's on, but I felt like this episode, he was very deep and philosophical and I don't know if this is the growing, expanded, enlightened mind of Pete Holmes or has he always been like this and I'm just not remembering, but I felt like I probably should have listened to this episode more than once or two. I listened to it maybe one and a half times, <laughs> but I think a couple more times because a lot of the things he was saying needed time to kind of resonate and sink in. And I feel like even some of the things he was saying, I felt like Allison was sort of just answering like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And maybe it sank in like a two days later because that's kind of how I felt. And she kind of seemed to not, and this is not even a negative on her because I think he was saying such deep things that like, I think it caught her off guard a tiny bit where it's like, okay, I actually want to sit and think about this. Not, I don't want to react and have a conversation, but I just want to like sit and like let that sit in my brain and like soak in. 
because I don't know, it was just it was a uh, it was good. It was interesting to listen to, and I, I enjoyed it. Pete was commenting on his first appearance on Allison's show, and he remembered what he wore, and I thought this was so funny because not only was he philosophical, but he's also uh, he's a comedian, so he's funny. So it was funny to hear how he described his outfit, and he was relating it to. You know, when you lose a lot of weight and you feel like, oh, I'm feeling so good about myself and I'm going to go buy that like crazy outfit and get, go a little outside of my bounds and um, outside of my comfort zone. And I feel like, and maybe choosing wrong things. And I feel like I'm in that same spot and feeling the same way because after losing a bunch of weight, I get so excited. Oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of new clothes. And then I get nervous to wear them because I think, what if it's like not what if I'm too old to be wearing these clothes? Or like, what if it's just, it's too, like it's romanticized in my brain of like what it looks like. And on, on paper, it's great. But in like reality, it's like, Oh God, this lady needs to not be out in these clothes or like, fuck it. Like wherever, wear whatever you want. And if you're happy and comfortable in it, but I would like some constructive criticism maybe once in a while. I think I could handle it. I think I could. So I did go a little crazy, a little nuts, but you know, I, whatever. It's, it is fun. It's just kind of scary. But uh, he was also talking about, and this is another thing I totally, totally relate to, but when you are wearing new clothes or a new outfit or something like that, where I, I have a bunch of events in the next few weeks that I'm super excited about. And for each one, I'm thinking, you know, months ahead, like, what am I going to wear? What, you know, whatever. And it's exciting. Not only that, but also when you hear a certain song or you play certain kinds of music, whenever I'm getting ready, I will always put on some sort of music, you know, just to like get in the mood of going out. And it definitely changes your whole like brain chemistry. Like, I feel like it just puts you in the mode of like, okay, we're going to do something fun today. And so the clothes and the music and everything, it just, it sets the mood for a good time. And, uh, I like to have a good time. This is like this, like sitting in my dining room, talking to myself and talking to you. It's out of my comfort zone, but somehow I'm able to just blather on. <laughs> right, Ralph. So Allison asked, Pete about how he is has dealt with quarantine and the pandemic and it's funny how literally everybody has a different experience because his was wow what a luxury that I got to stay home and get and I feel like I relate more to his situation than most because I truly love my family and being around them and more time we started new traditions where we're you know, we started playing more games together and watching more shows together and having our little, whatever it was that we did, we just started hanging out a lot more and being less closed off from each other. And which is something we already, already kind of did, but it just kind of amped it up a little bit more. And I feel like he did the same thing where it's like, I got to know my, you know, my kids better or, you know, being, it just sounded like he benefited from it and not everybody has that luxury, but I think, he definitely did. And he took advantage of that where, you know, not everybody had that. So speaking of, we talked about TikTok and a little bit of social media and Pete was talking about going to strangers or anybody outside of yourself for love. You're first of all, it's just going to never end the way you want it to. You're never going to get what you're looking for. You're always going to be, if you're a person that is 
need has the need to do something like this, you're always going to be wanting more. So you're never going to be satisfied. And if you can find the love in yourself and give it to yourself, then you're not going to be constantly looking for outside validation. And I feel like you'll have a healthier, less stressful way of life. And I feel like he is like so zen. Sorry, Dr. Zen, but he might be taking over. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, I it was just, I liked his perspective and his point of view. And while it's easy for someone like me to just say that, to actually live it is another thing. And I think um, it's definitely something to aspire to do. And he kept using a bunch of different analogies. But one of them that he was saying was, he was talking about the golden Buddha and how they covered it in mud. And people just looked at it as it was just, just a, a stone, like a, just a, a whatever, just nothing special. And he's saying to try and look, look at, try and remove that mud, the philosophical mud and see the golden Buddha that's underneath. That is you. Uh, the other thing I, I don't understand because I don't relate to it, but maybe it's because I'm not famous and I don't have a lot of followers and a lot of interactions online because for the most part, everything I interact with is very positive so I don't understand how social media is hurting people or people letting it hurt them. And last week, Allison talked about having her phone facing down and Tony thinking that was kind of strange. And I did think that was a, a lot of people do that for probably different reasons. I'm sure there are people that are, you know, not wanting you to see what their their uh, their notifications are. But for me, I want to be in the moment of whoever I'm around. So I don't want interruptions. And I don't want the, con even if I'm by myself, if I'm reading or doing something that I want to be focused on, I will definitely turn it over so I don't see any notifications because it's just distracting. Anyway, I, with all social media, I don't have any notifications on. I think I have a couple that come, that I thought I weeded out, but they keep like, they do come up. But I don't have nothing like, nothing's pinging and ponging. Everything is just like silent. I have to look for it to see if there's notifications. So I... Don't let it rule my life as much, even though I am on it a lot. I still take it in pieces and I don't let it tell me, hey, come look at me right now. But anyway, I so I don't understand people that say, oh, I have to cancel. You know, I had to delete Facebook and I had to delete whatever. And it's like, yeah, but now you're on Instagram. I, I don't see anything better or worse than the other. I just feel like it's all in yourself and regulating how much you're on and how much you're interacting, especially if it is negative, then that's the part where it's like, okay, you need to take a step back because Allison does sound like she's got, well, I mean, she's admitting she's got an addiction to this and to break that addiction. I don't know. You just have to take baby steps, I guess. And, you know, Pete was talking about, he kind of related this to drinking and this is kind of an eye opener for myself because he was saying, you know, drinking is an addiction. It's not like your, it's not like for your, he didn't even say this, but it's not for your health. It's not for whatever. But in my mind, I didn't, even though I, I like to drink, we have our beverages in my mind. I don't think that I'm addicted to it, but like the way he described it, I was like, oh, I totally am. Like I revolve a lot of things around like, oh, I have to get an Uber because I want to drink there. Or like, oh, I want to get a hotel room because I want to be able to drink and enjoy myself like that. The fact that I have to revolve all of these things, even like every weekend, I have to drive my kids to so many things. And so I don't really drink on the weekends anymore, which used to be the only time I would really drink. But now it's like, oh, okay, I can't have any drinks tonight because I got to drive my kids. And it's like, oh, like the fact that that is in the forefront of my mind of like, oh, I guess I'm not drinking tonight because I'm going to be driving. It's like, okay, I really need, I guess I 
mine's on social media. Maybe it's more of the drinking and like my body image in check. Those two things I think are things I really need to work on and not fall back because I think I'm getting ahead in a lot of respects and, and then to fall back in that would be uh, not great. Anyway, what is this therapy night or day? (laughs) Okay. So they ended the episode talking about Pete said that every single day, wake up and say what you're grateful for. And I feel like this is such a, first of all, yeah, that makes sense. But then he said, if you say it out loud and it's something that you do every morning, you're constantly looking for things that you're grateful for and nothing bad can come from that. So that's a great place to start. Start putting positive words out there. And here's something I learned on TikTok, but it's probably something everybody knows. But if you say things out loud, it's your brain believes it more than just thinking it. So saying positive things out loud is going to be even more believable and things will just start happening positively. And if you, you know, in the negative things, your, your brain starts believing all those things too. So putting out positivity, putting out things that you're grateful for. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I always have food. I'm grateful for my kids I'm grateful that I have a car that starts. I'm grateful that I don't have to use a laundromat. I'm grateful that I have running water. And of course, the last time I said I was thankful for my refrigerator, it broke on me. So maybe I need to not say anything about my toilets. But I'm very just, I'm grateful for all that I have. I have great friends. I have this beautiful life and I need to be more present in in appreciating it. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful. I'm sure there's a lot more and I'd I'd love to hear what everybody else is grateful for. But I think I'm going to start doing that when I wake up, just start saying what I'm grateful for. And I think saying things out loud on positive things is so much better than hating yourself. We got to be our own friends, right? All right. Speaking of things that I'm grateful for, it's time for Whitney C's Cues. She's got the cues that never fail to start a good convo. She ain't shy. She's not afraid to push the envo. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. Whitney C wants to know, when's the last time you were late on something? Because other than my period 10 months ago... I was a week late sending in this voice note to do my Whitney C's cue, and I'm really sorry, and I don't know what I can say except I have a baby, and uh, I never know what day it is. What is time? Time is a flat circle, you know? Um, I really am going to try to be better. I I like being a dependable person, but uh, I was late, so... Yeah, if we're not counting that, um, I submitted an, submitted an assignment late for grad school stuff last semester, um, and it was okay. It was okay in the long run, but it happened, and again, felt like shit, but it was fine. It was fine, and I think this will be too. Okay, bye! First of all, Whitney, never apologize for that because you are and for even if you didn't have a baby this is you are the cherry on top it's a bonus so anytime we get a little Whitney we're just a little happy actually a lot happy but so never worry about that it's just always good to hear your voice no matter when it comes in so when was the last time I was late for something hmm I think the only thing I can think about is I was late 
I'm always on time for everything and I always I always remember everything, but this is something that I have nightmares about and I'm sure it's they say it's anxiety dreams where you're always late you know, late for something. I would always be late picking up the kids from school or this is my like nightmares. So the other day I was trying, I hung out with a friend and I was coming home and I needed to get home to make the kids dinner. And then something else came up that I needed to do. And so then I was late and I just started feeling like I was living out my nightmare of, it's not like they're like little babies that can't like fend for themselves. Like they make their own lunches and dinners, but we had planned a dinner. So they were waiting. And um, so I was late for that and I felt like garbage. And so, yeah, I, I'm sure there's other things that I'm late for. Never my period. Thank you for being right on time. I was thinking about this today, yesterday, and I was like, I'm fucking 45 going on 46 and I'm still de- dealing with a goddamn period. And can we be done already? I'm I'm done. I, I don't want to be, I understand my ovaries need time to like die and maybe I should be mourning that loss or just celebrating, you know, the gifts they gave me, but I'm done. I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> anyway, what's everybody else uh, been late for? Okay. Now, it's time for Thursday. We were her little violet crumbles sent in by BFF Rafael Marquez Castaneda on Patreon. I was so excited that he got his car bread and then, oh, so sad he's not on the show. I guess I could call him and try and gaslight him about what his carb is. But instead, I'm just going to look it up because I'm sure he's, he's actually like working and busy. But violet crumble, I looked it up. I had never heard of this, but now that I see what it is, I've actually purchased this and eaten it. It is an Australian chocolate bar. It's a crumbly honeycomb toffee center coated in compound chocolate and is similar to the crunchy bar made by, if you're familiar with the crunchy bar, made in the British firm Cadbury. But so it is a honeycomb. I remember being so excited about it. They have it at World Market. Some people call it Cost Plus. I don't care for that name. At World Market, we would get it. I'm a sucker for anything that says honeycomb. I get excited about it because I thought that it was actually honeycomb, but it, it's not. So it's it does have like this cool, if you've ever had like a meringue cookie, it has like that kind of airy texture, almost like a tasty styrofoam, but it's good and I it's I like it and I don't and all at once, but uh, yeah, I I... I'd buy it again. I guarantee you little Rafi's not ever tasted one ounce of this, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I doubt it, but you know, it could be. So I do have a comment about Patreon. So Allison has not been, she doesn't really talk about the carbs anymore. And I know this is something that I've repeated that we've talked about, but a lot of times it brings up fun conversations. Actually, every time it kind of does, if she lets people talk about it. And this week with Nick Weiger and Gabrus, I feel like this is a great combination of people that are like very good, witty, funny people that would, there would be a conversation about it. Who knows what would come out of it, but uh, it would be fun. She kind of glosses right over that and goes right into the advertising for Patreon. So like I have one beef about Patreon because she keeps saying, oh, I have weekly bonus episodes, which she kind of has been keeping up with that. Although sometimes it's just with Daniel, which is fine. Actually, the Jenna one, I've not listened to, but I'm excited to listen to. But she hasn't had a live stream since June. So normally she has one once a month. So this is my beef, is that we haven't had a live stream 
since June. That's quite a long time. And I realize she's busy and she's got a lot of stuff going on. But still, I'm kind of like, hmm, where's that live stream at? Maybe she needs to do like an in-person live stream. Yeah, that's what we need. Fucking COVID. Okay. Anyway, beef's over. Let's talk about Thursday. So at the top of the show, I feel like this is just Allison's fucking wheelhouse. Allison was talking about how Daniel's been jogging. That turned into saying if she jogged, she would probably pee herself. They're all talking about how jogging is going to make you have to pee or poop quickly. For me, I understood more at the beginning. I understood what Allison was saying because it's not like there's an urgency. It's just a leaking. It's just, that's just what happens if I'm to jog. That's not um, a good look for me, but I love the idea that I think it was Gabrus. I'm getting them mixed up, even though I don't know what Nick's voice sounds like. But anyway, one of the white dudes said he set the mood to poo. So he was turning on some music and he actually shit his pants. And I am lucky enough that this has only happened to me once in my whole life. And shockingly, I think it happened like last year. But it is kind of horrifying. But they posed this question and Allison, I think maybe forgot that she has a new segment because this goes underneath this umbrella or bumper shoot, if you may, or if I may, is would you rather, or I think uh, Demian, I, I forgot what it's called. Is it called would you rather? No, it's not would you rather. It's what's better or what's worse. What's better? I don't remember. Which one of those? <laughs> better or worse? A sneaky poo. Like if you accidentally pooped your pants. Or if you puke on somebody. So if you poop your pants in public or if you puke on somebody, I feel like the puking on somebody is definitely worse because the first one, you could possibly hide it if you're lucky. That's another funny thing I've seen on TikTok, which don't go down that rabbit hole, the accidental poops. But you know, yeah, if you don't want to, you don't want to puke on somebody that's including, that's automatically including somebody else into your emergency. At least if you poop yourself, um, you may possibly pass it off as I don't even know. No one might even notice and you could just walk that off and scurry home. Anyway, Allison also talked about going to the pumpkin patch and I feel like she, what she needs to do is get outside of the LA curtain of pumpkin patches because there's plenty to go to that aren't have a big giant line and a bunch of stuff like that that just sounds like a nightmare it's like going to Disneyland but without you know the fun but she said that apparently these are the things that she's learning on TikTok is there's a, a, a specific pose to make your pictures better at the pumpkin patch and I couldn't really visualize what she was talking about and I guarantee you I'm not going to look it up because it's, that's embarrassing but I never took pictures of myself at the pumpkin patch. I only did it of my kids. And I realized that you don't make, I mean, you can have them sit on the pumpkin, but then you are covering the pumpkins up unless you have a bunch of pumpkins around you. And yes, I'm trying to say pumpkins extra because LK, I feel like I have not said pumpkin pie in a very long time. So I'm just going to keep on saying it. Also, I would have them hold, my kids hold a small pumpkin in the middle and just kind of hold it up to the camera. And it was always cute. Always had them cute, you know, dressed. And my other thing was, was never buying pumpkin at a pumpkin patch, just going and getting all kinds of photo ops and making that fun. And then, you know, getting a bunch of pumpkins from Trader Joe's, which yeah, I'm not supporting the little guy, but $30 a pumpkin, ugh, uh, what am I, rich? I'm not, I don't have Burbank money, so 
I think I just said monies by accident, but I think it, nah, whatever. Anyway, if Rafi and I were together, we would have looked this pumpkin pose up and had to do this. So maybe next week is Halloween. Maybe we need to find a pumpkin patch and try and figure out this pose. Oh, I have a bunch of pumpkins in my front yard. Okay, little Rafi, if you come over next week, we're doing this. This is going to be the photo for our show. If not, it'll just be some other bullshit. Us cheersing or you asleep next to me in my car. So they touched a little bit on the drinking the milks of other animals, which it is so strange if you're actually thinking about it. And it was another thing they talked about last week when they were talking about Allison was kind of making fun of the chicken, Jewish chicken ritual thing. And it was like, yeah, if you boy, if you said, well, what if when you go to your church, your, why am I saying you're so weird? If you go to church and you are drinking the blood and the body of your God, like that may sound a little weird, but like, we're just so used to that. So this chicken thing, really not that weird. I mean, we sacrifice turkeys once a year. And that's not necessarily a Christian thing. We do it in the name of, you know, friendship with the indigenous. So yeah, when you're used to something, it doesn't seem so weird. But when you really think about drinking off the udder of a cow, it's disgusting. And the other thing is, there's so many goddamn replacement milks. And yes, I do have almond milk in my fridge because it's tasty. But why are we so needy on fucking milk? It's like, it's part of me to dog lovers, but this is like part of the issue that I have is that we are so needy and wanton of like gross mother's milk and having like this unconditional attention without any, I don't even know, my God, if Rafi was here, I maybe he would dial me back because I'm about to rant. It's just, it's too much. I, I don't know what it is. There's something wrong. There, humans are broken, obviously, but like this is like a real sign of, I don't know, just not some I don't, psychosis. <laughs> anyway, you'll never look at milk aisle in the same. Uh, okay, maybe I'll just edit that out because why do I have to leave everything in? So Allison, I always find this interesting that she likes to do this, but she's having, she was having an issue with Daniel and she was posing this question to the married or ex-married folk to see what they thought about Daniel's actions, Allison's actions, and then the resolution. So what I got from this is this is a little fucking crazy. I do respect the fact that you want to have clear communication and be on the same page. That being said, if you say you're feeling sick or if, if you say you're hurt and then your spouse or loved one asks you if you're feeling bad, that's them caring about you. And when you start putting the kibosh on that, then they stop caring or they get scared to care. And then you start doing this eggshell thing and I, I can relate to that. So while I appreciate the, uh, here's the script of what to say that, so I won't get mad. I do appreciate that because if something makes you mad, then fix it directly. And that's great. It's the part that it is making her mad. That is the problem. And I feel bad. And I like, I love actually that Nick and Gabrus both were on each side. So they did, you know, a devil's advocate for both. And I really appreciated that. Or angels, depending on how you're looking at it. But anyway, 
it's a little peek behind the curtain, but maybe this, maybe what we need, I don't know. I don't know what we need. <laughs> the need. Nope. I'm not going to say that. Okay. So this whole 10,000 steps thing, first of all, it's funny how it's being talked about. Like this is a brand new idea. I, it became popular. I, well, I did look it up because I was thinking, well, when did this, when did people start talking about getting 10,000 steps? I feel like it's been maybe five, six, seven years. I looked it up. Apparently the first time it, it was in 1965, but whenever someone comes out with a gadget, I, apparently they try and push for these steps. It is shocking to me how few steps that Allison gets, because when I don't try, I feel like most people, I assumed most people get easily five, 6,000 without trying because you're just, I walk all the time to do stuff. But then if you add exercise and stuff like that, and I feel like that's going to make it a lot more. The other thing is my phone is not usually on me. So my steps on my phone, I, I don't, sometimes I, I do sync that up to my Fitbit app. So like if my Fitbit's on, it does count it still. But it doesn't show up very many steps because I don't have my phone on me all the time. So when I do wear my Fitbit, it's much more accurate. So I would be curious to know how accurate hers actually is. But still, that's like when I, my Sundays, I'm pretty lethargic, Marge. So there's very few steps. It's still more than her active days. So that and that's me actively like doing zero. So that's pretty shocking. I, I don't I I think we need a better count. <laughs> uh, back to the drawing board on that one. I love this idea that I think it was Nick. No, Gabrus. Yeah, Gabrus was talking about going camping and going to the beach and just getting out of just away from your phone and away from all the interactions and just being more at one with nature. And I feel like this is something that is so important. And for me, I love going to the beach and it's not to go in the water and build sandcastles, but it is literally just to sit there and to read and just like be in nature, but also camping. I used to fucking love camping and I've had a few bad experiences camping the last few times. So I decided I would never go camping and I fucking hate camping. But then when I started thinking about it, I was like, you know, it has nothing to do with camping. It has to do with the person that made it miserable. So I maybe need to take the kids camping and they used to love it and they still talk about it. And when they're away from their electronics, they become like a cave cave people <laughs> and just like go and just adventure and just have fun. And I think, uh, I think it's time. It might be time. So for, I guess a, f a fourth and hopefully final week, Allison talked about squid game and is it scary or not? And I like how Tony was just like, well, I'll say it again. It's not scary, but it is disturbing and violent. And I feel like those are very different things and that's fine, but I guess we don't need to talk about it anymore. But now one thing, and this is probably a JMO I could send in, but the more people talk about a show, the less I want to see it. And I feel like a lot of people are probably like this, where it's like, I don't even want, like Netflix really wants me to see this. And I hear about it on here and it's like, I don't, really don't want to see this show. And also, actually, I first started hearing negative things about it on TikTok because people were saying that the language was not correct. And so that part kind of threw me. But anyway... Now, after hearing it for the fourth time, now I'm like, well, maybe I do want to. <laughs> it's starting to get into my brain. I don't know. I, I, who was it that said that it was really good? And the other person was like, eh, it's fine. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be eh, fine. It sounds like Rafi said, eh, it's fine. But I know that uh, uh, he pretty much thinks everything is eh, fine. So anyway, I I'm probably going to end up watching is what's going to happen. All right. I think that's a good place to end it. There were some JMOs. There were a couple. But we'll talk about it next week with little Rafi because... 
I can't be the only one talking about these things. We need, you can't have the pinging and ponging without one of the ping or the pong. I mean, it just doesn't work like that. So hopefully we'll both be back next week. Everything will be normal, back to normal. And um, yeah. So if you would like to be on the show, email bfancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bfancast. Follow me at BFF Lisa Lauer. Follow your other host and maybe he'll post some pictures of this cockfight that he's at at rmcgs on instagram and at rmc guitars on twitter bffs or should i say bosom buddies you truly are the fucking best thank you and good night all right peace, peace.